Hello and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave. Joining me on this late February evening is just Blaine. How's it going? A lot better than I was at half time yesterday. I mean, uh, just that the world's a much better place, and it's uh, pretty much twenty four hours on. Yeah, um, I mean, I was just having visions of the future. Um, at half time yesterday. I mean, I was having visions of 45 minutes as well, and they weren't too bright <laughs> at half time. Um, I, I was doing one of those things you, you sat on the ground, and you know, when you just you don't want to be that knobber, but you just kind of blurt things out, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was I was blurting shit out. Um, so was I on my uh, timeline, if anyone caught it, I, that was the. Uh... All the internal it, it was definitely around. a game I was glad I was at and not like <laughs> on Twitter winding myself up. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can talk about the first half first. Um, who, who was the worst? <laughs> well, on reflection, as you said, Diaz. The problem with Diaz was he, he everything came for him for staff. It's just that it was just all... It was just poor that the end product was poor. And I think that would that summed us up. I think the first half performance wasn't too bad. On reflection, it was when it got to that final bit. It all seemed rushed. It seemed like we were in the last 20 minutes and we needed to score. Uh, I don't know if that came across in the ground. I think it was because of how they were playing. I think we were kind of cutting through them with ease, weren't we? Yeah. Um they didn't have. I mean, they started. I thought Lokonga played well in the first half, but Ross Barkley defensively is just. I mean, he is what he is, and he he came through as number ten. He's kind of having this Moussa Dembele esque revival, um, yeah. in the middle of the park. But I, I wouldn't say he's renowned for his defensive capabilities. Like, um, so I I think I think that was it. We were just kind of getting through with ease and then fucking it up in the last action. That was the frustrating thing. It all seemed um, a bit rushed. It just seemed a bit. We 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 do the the get to the final third, and then the end product were just all a bit. You snatch at chances and everything like that. It did seem the first half, especially as it went on, as if we were playing against time. I think they just needed to relax a bit, which is probably what they were told at half time. But it, the the performance wasn't actually that bad. I mean, the goals were sloppy ones to give away, and it's uh, not great from a few on the goal, but. In general, the performance wasn't too bad. Obviously, we step it up as a gear second half. Um, yeah, we were just lacking that goal. I think if we go 1-0 up in that first half, we'd probably cruise it from there. But it was just a frustrating one, especially with the injuries. You start thinking and fearing the worst, but they did pull it around. Yeah, that, that, was, that was what I was thinking. We were getting the opportunities, which if you've got like a Nunez or... A Salah, particularly a Salah, I'd say over Nunez, but if you've got one of them in the team, then you've got faith that in the second half they're going to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, but with a front three of Diaz, Gakpo, Elliot, you're obviously less inclined to think that. I don't even think, I mean, I think, I do think McAllister's a, a nice little threat um, on the corner of the box, but Graven Birch's shot selection was pretty poor as well, especially in the first half. Um, yeah, and I think you know in the new upper Annie Road where 
they are warner people if they stand up i think similar warnings if if not banning offenses need to go out to people who just say shoot at every fucking opportunity <laughs> The reason why I wouldn't start Gomez again this season, probably. Seems to be him who incites it all. Yeah, I mean, the Gomez one is a bit of a joke. I kind of get that. But we'd seen Harvey Elliott drag four shots wider than Mark. And every time he picked it up at the edge of the box, he was getting told to shoot. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah, it was just... Yeah, that was mad. That was proper too mad and I can't lie. Um, but yeah, I think the first half, it was just pure anger. And I guess there was a bit of disappointment, obviously. It's Klopp's last season. And you don't really want to go out with a whimper like that. Like, we've just had this bit of a hammer blow with the injuries. You don't want that to affect you straight away. Yeah. I don't, I don't really mind if, you know, we win the next two league games. God knows what happens on Sunday, but... If if we beat Forest and then we go into City and all right we we might lose against City but I think that's a lot more palatable than yeah you can still make that yeah dropping it right away against Luton I do think Luton had a decent team though um what did what did you what did you think of them I was actually a bit surprised I mean I've not watched tons of Luton but I watched them against United on Sunday and they did go um, they had fairly man to man aren't they in the marking and I thought they would abandon that. For playing us, um, but maybe seeing the team, maybe they're just not sacrificing how they usually play. They, they did seem fairly man to man again last night, and um, the first half went pretty much as well as it could have done for them. I thought the, the first 15 minutes is where for them they really were maybe on the ropes. And I think if we got one in that first 10 minutes, we maybe could have got a second. But after they weathered that storm in the first 15 and started playing their own game, it, they played really well, and I really was impressed with them. I think. They definitely set up really well under Edwards and they, they were brave. You could see a lot of times in the middle where there were chances for us with Graven Birch. If we could just beat, beat your man, you were kind of in. Um, but again, on, they offered a lot of threat going forward themselves, especially with Ogbeni and, and Doughty on the, on the wings. You can see how they would create chances. They're not, they're not a team who just sit back and kind of want to maintain. They, they definitely give it a go. It was... Um, it was just one of them. I think with the, with the teams being what they were, whether that gives them an extra boost, I'm not sure. But you can see how they cause teams and the, the way they stay in games, really. I think yesterday was the first time that by about 70 they'd been done in a while. You can see how they, especially at home, stay in games until the very end. I think they're either well coached and, well, Rob Edwards is highly thought of, isn't he? Not just because of his looks, but mainly that, really, isn't it? Uh, I think I think Amy's exact words were where he looks yummy <laughs> when we were you know the other end of the fucking ground. Um, but yeah, no, I I think that they're uh, they're certainly a well coached team. I think Lukonga going off a hard time was pretty big. Um, I think Arsenal maybe should take another look at him maybe in pre-season because he looks a decent player. Very good, yeah, he looked very good. He looked good against United as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tons of him, but on the ball, just so composed. Well, he was quite uh, highly thought of coming out of Anderlecht, wasn't he? I think. Um... Well, I, I seem to remember him being used quite a bit for Arsenal when obviously there was kind of Smith Rowe came through and stuff. He was another one who were used a fair bit. I remember him playing against us in that, um, I think it was a League Cup semi-finals, I'm pretty sure he played. 
Uh, but he I think it was one of those where it was just a bit yeah. too big a jump at the time. Yeah, probably. Um, and it might be one of them where he, he just, with the midfield they've got now, they just sell him on and he's a decent uh, use of profit there. But yeah, he does look a decent player. And obviously we're missing um, who's the lad up top as well. Had a bio. Yeah, obviously you missed the last couple. So they had a few injury issues themselves, but again, they, they make the best of what they've got. And I think it was it, it was a tough game. And I always expected it to be, to be a tough game, to be honest. But I think it, it suited us. And I think in the second half, they tired a bit. I think especially, I don't think they've done many midweek recently. That playing on Sunday, Wednesday. And then with the atmosphere just picking up in the second half, I just think it was too much for him. Edward said it himself. I just think they probably won't be used to playing an atmosphere like that. And the crowd really did play it start second half. It was one of them classic, just one, two, and then we're gone. Um, I mean, I don't know what it was like first half. It did seem to come across quite edgy first half, but I guess that was always going to happen with a with team out and it going 1-0 down. I don't think it was just the crowd. That was a, you know, the team were playing edgy, I think. Um I think I'm a big believer in teams having to like the crowd, the crowd off the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think people who, and I'm not saying this is just like a, a you don't go the game kind of thing, but I don't think people kind of quite get it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think I think with the crowds is they, they feed off anger or adversity a lot of time. I think with Liverpool, so you I think yesterday were a good example where they seem to really. Pick up. I think is it around the time where was it around the penalty decision um, that seemed to really get the crowd going, and then after that, we see, it seemed to really start getting going. Obviously, with the team out, and I think Klopp kind of emphasised it a few times on the stream I was watching. The, the he was having a go at the crowd, especially I think it was Elliot misplaced the pass for Diaz, and it was a large groan came out, and he immediately goes in as a go at the main stand. I think I think he tells one of the fans to leave. I think at one point as well. So it was one of them where I think he knew himself we needed the crowd. But it's that kind of bit of adversity in a title race. You go 1-0 down with a team that's a bit depleted. I think it was a perfect kind of concoction for the crowd to actually really make make that step up and affect the team. Where If that were in November and we had the full level out and we're 1-0 down, you probably don't get that same atmosphere. You probably do get more moans and groans. I think yesterday it had the perfect kind of balance. Um, obviously, the, the team has to win the crowd round, but once they got it round, it were it were electric that second half. Yeah, um, it was. I mean, a, a lot of people have made the comparison to Barcelona. Um, it it did feel like that. I think it was just the nature of it. Like, I think it's the goals in it. How quick they came. That that was it. How quick they came, and the fact the second one was a throw in taken quickly. Um. That kind of catches everybody off guard. Um, it definitely caught me off guard. I ended up like just yeah. jumping up and down like a madman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, it was just a complete outpouring. Um, it is just kind of see where these next three games are. Get to City, and then I think. See where we can go from there. Obviously, I think we've got the Europa League draw tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So we'll find out who we've got in that. I think that's between Forest and City, yeah, is it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, Again, mainly, you're probably just hoping for somewhere close rather than anywhere 
and it, the, the level of opposition is probably going to be a similar standard throughout. Obviously, you'll have a few who will be more duds who you'd probably prefer, but if you could get someone in France or, or Germany, a bit of a closer trip, that would be ideal before obviously playing City. But again, I don't really know who's... No one knew I wouldn't necessarily want in that draw. Yeah, especially the ones that we are capable of drawing out, like the second-place teams and stuff, so... Yeah, no, I don't think we've got anybody particularly to be scared of in Europe League, even, even Leverkusen. Um, I think us and Leverkusen are quite clearly the two best teams in competition, so you know, I think we should beat a lot unless we play them at some point, which wouldn't shock me. UEFA love to spring that stuff up. They don't want to risk getting it in the final, so it tends to happen early on. Look, uh, remember the um, the Dortmund draw in Klopp's yeah. first season. That was an narrow-filled um, one. That we got United and then Dortmund back to back. They just they couldn't wait, couldn't they? they didn't yeah, know what to do. it was just like we're not risking this. We need to get the viewing figures up in the Europa League. So, um, so it absolutely wouldn't shock me if we faced Leverkusen. Um, if we get through the next round, at all, like that would just really wouldn't shock me. Um, but yeah, second half, obviously. Completely different team to the first half. One thing, I mean, I, I said that in the group chat today, Gakpo in the first half, I just, I don't like players that hide or, or it feels like they hide. Um, I felt like, and I, 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 I don't even know if it's, it, 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 it seems like a bit of a common theme with them that he just goes missing in games. Yeah. Um, and then you just see some things pulling out the tackles, complete miscommunications with players, just like what feels like a bit of a lack of confidence or lack of authority in themselves. Um, whereas Elliot was, I think, the polar opposite. Even though Gakpo does end up getting his goal, um, Elliot obviously has a miserable first half. I actually think he was the worst player um, in the first half, just what I didn't like is he's he's playing on the right wing, and he he kept on trying to receive the ball to feet. Like yeah, he, he wasn't kind of. I'm not saying he's quick enough to get in behind, but at least get the defender thinking. And it was just constant drop deep to feet to feet to feet, and then it didn't feel like Bradley though pushed up well. Whether it's on the structure, and I think the second half Bradley pushed up way more, and it kind of gave him that opportunity to kind of go in that in between. Whereas first like, half, was the place. Of... it was the same with Diaz, I thought as well. In fairness, yeah. um, we were absolutely shit scared of McBenny on that left side. Um, and I mean, I think he showed we had reason to be. I, I think he did Gomez like three, four times, didn't he? Like, megged them yeah. twice, I think. Um, if that game was televised, Gomez, poor Gomez wouldn't be coming out with reviews. Um, but yeah, that Benny, I just don't like him purely because I hate those dribblers that threaten us and put the shits up me all the time. I don't know if you watched the uh, United game, but he did this very similar thing to Luke Shaw. Obviously, he does off injured Luke Shaw in the end, but he gets booked in, in the first half. He fouls him two or three times, Luke Shaw. Um, and he gives Lindelof a pretty... I think Lindelof gets booked as well when he comes on again. Oh, he's a hell of a dribbler. He, he yeah. is really good at taking his man on. Um, and obviously, with the way we play, obviously pushing up, you always got that chance that he's going to be running in behind you. So I can see why they were, were afraid of him, to be fair. Yeah, but that that's kind of why I was defending Diaz after the first half because I like players who don't hide. Diaz was coming deep, getting on the ball, going in behind, and 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 I understand obviously he was the same with his final action. 
and he, he just he, he I, yeah he doesn't seem to be able to get away from players but I do think having a bit of a better structure around and creating a bit more space because um, he had I think it was Mengi kind of yeah, on he did, yeah. tightly every time he got the ball even when he got in behind because those three guys are really athletic the, the centre-backs that they've got Um. I, I was actually shocked. Like, when you see a team come up and you see them in person for the first time, like, they've got some fucking units looting. Like, yeah. Yeah, big Mario Mel, Mengi, and who's the other lad at the back? Um, I'm not too sure. The, the one that stood out mainly was Mengi, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I thought he played well. Is it Kaboro? Um, that was my right. Kaboro came off the bench for... Oh, the I can't remember um, the other, but yeah, they're all they're all it's a it's a big team and they're obviously. Uh, I think the DS part is right. The thing that frustrates me is that I just think, and obviously it didn't yesterday. It's just one of them where, with the team being what it was, it just felt like if we got the first goal, it'd have made it so much easier because you just envisage a game where it's nil nil while we're one nil down on seventy, and you look to the bench and there's nothing there. It just felt like the perfect game. If we get a couple quick goals, we can just cruise through it, maybe take a few off. And that was the frustration because at half time I was thinking it just didn't look like a goal were going to come sort of thing. No, it didn't. Um, which is which is why I was so frustrated with Diaz because I, I completely agree. I think if you look at his performance overall, he, he was he was the most prominent player in terms of his. He, he never stopped trying. He's on the end of lots of different things. He just seems to, and it's been a pretty consistent. The Brentford were a similar thing as well, and I, there was a game before it, uh, Burnley. Where it's just his final action not a lot of the time, just the incorrect one. There was one against Burnley yeah, where yeah. he can just slip Nunes in and he's just one on one and he just decides to delay the pass and then he gives it to Jota and it ends up being a block shot. And you're just thinking, everything else, I completely agree with you. He's a fighter, he, he gets in the box, he gets his shots away, but that final action is just not at the level of the other three um, in terms of Jota, Nunes, and Sell at the minute for me. And I feel like I don't know. For me, when he first came in, I didn't really see that as an issue. It wasn't anything. I wasn't getting frustrated with him for that, and and I don't know if it is the injury because it's it seems to be more decision making for me. Obviously, he's a different player in terms of not getting away from his man, but it's just simple things sometimes that frustrate me with him. Um, but yeah, he was very prominent. I think in the end he did play quite well. He would have been one of my shouts for man of the match because I thought second half he he did pick it up. Um, and unlike Jack Floyd, who's missing a lot, um, he was prominent and Elliot were. I just don't think it was the correct three. Obviously, we had no choice, but the lack of pace with the other two, it kind of meant that Luton could kind of see Diaz was the, the only one who's going to run in behind. And, and it kind of doesn't help then Jack or Elliot. They just don't have the pace or the physical attributes to really threaten a team like that. So I think it gave Luton a bit more confidence to, to push up and kind of focus on. Because we had that ball in behind a few times early on, and then they just completely shut that down because they realised yeah, Gakpo ball. did get in behind a couple of times, but the ball got caught up on his feet. Yeah, I, it's weird with them too. I don't know what that. I don't know what to make. Um, I think they're really good squad place to have, but then they just they're just frustrated because they're not the other three. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Origi wasn't. Let's be honest, he wasn't the best footballer was he in his career since he's left us. Um, I think Gakpo's a, a a better player, but 
I think what you get from him is he'll put the ball in the back of the net. And I think yeah. it was the same with Origi. I mean, the finish in the Champions League final, I mean, it's outrageous. Like, And I think Gakpo's the same. He, he was anonymous all game. He's good on the half turn in the middle of the pitch when he's got a bit of space. And he he, he got the goal. And yeah. And at the end of the day, I guess that's all you can really ask for when you're down your pecking order that much. Um, and I don't think yeah. Fee was absurd enough to yeah, like. And he doesn't really get the. Obviously, Diaz gets a lot more minutes than him, and everyone else seems to get a lot more minutes. And obviously, when he's put in, he seems to be the one who's put in to kind of. The other ones are put in first, and he kind of fits in where's left, either in midfield or on the left or up front. It seems to be a lot. He's never really had a chance other than when he first came in last season, which is probably his best spell when he played with uh, Nunes and Salah. Um, he's never really had a prominent role consistently this season, um, and he just flitted it. But to be fair, whenever he, I mean in the in the cup, he's got quite a few goals. Europa League, he's got a few. In the league, he's, he's popped up with a few goals. So you, you probably couldn't ask much more of him. But yeah, it, the performance is a. I wouldn't say a worry. It's just you. You you at, at one point you think you consistently needs game time. At the other point, you probably don't want to give him that consistent yeah, game time. Yeah, yeah. You're stuck in that halfway house with him a bit. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. He is, um, yeah, he's. You can't complain with, with him as like fourth, fifth choice, but at, at at the same time, I mean, I think we've kind of voiced that we want another attacker. We want that kind of sixth option, and we keep on getting linked with Pedro Neto and. Other players, it wouldn't shock me if we went for somebody like that in the summer. But, um, yeah, he's 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 very polarizing. I I just and I think that's why I go out to bat a lot more for Diaz. I did, did the same for Nunes. I just I, I rate players that don't don't hide. Um, and I, that's what I do like about Elliot. It's just that, yeah, it. it you come out of games and it's like he created like seven chances and it's like fucking when? Like when? <laughs> I don't fucking know what chances he created. Before Gakpo did have a lot of shots on target. He seems in in um, obviously gets the goal, but he did have quite a few shots. Um, again, if you think kind of look back and think when, but he did have. Uh, I got man, got seven shots because he's he's really he's really yeah, good. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's a, he's a I mean the goal against um, Brentford. I mean it's. You're pretty standard one on one, but out of all the squad, if you had like Nunes and Diaz in that position, you probably won't back them. Whereas you'll probably no doubt when Gakpo gets in there, he's gonna he's gonna finish it off. It's just it's just finding that role for him. I think now when it's the crunch time, you you're a bit more. You just want your your hitters on the pitch. Um, but I think he's a decent squad player to have. Yeah, I, I I do think the thing as well is a lot of these mid table teams seem to be falling off a bit. You see you're seeing the gap widen between. The top clubs and the, the the lesser clubs. I mean, look at Arsenal's last two results. I think not eleven nil over two games. So they're having to adapt to play twice a week, whereas it's kind of second nature for the bigger teams now. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's kind of the copium I'm going into the into the Forest game with as well. I think they play this weekend. Yeah, it's a league. They it's do, a league and they have the, so. they play, and they've got a cup game as well in the midweek against United, which they probably will rest players for, but. Uh, it's still another game um, for them to have. Uh, so, and I think for us, we've got obviously the weekend and then Southampton, which 
I think a few people mentioned if we if we win that is the Everton game then going to be removed, which might be a a good thing considering the injuries we have at the minute. So what the fuck are you mad? Have you seen where it goes? Why where is it going instead? Second last game of the season, I think. Ah, that'll be fine. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> You're It'll nice and safe in Manchester. I'm fucking not. There'll be a game in between then. Should there'll be a week in between? That's only if we go far in Europe, though, surely. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Because oh, if you're uh. looking, if we can get, I, I the way I see it, made, if we can get past the March international break, I'm assuming that um, Jones should be back. Sober's line trend. The, the, all these players. You're probably just looking at Thiago Jota and Matip as players who won't be back. After that international break, um, so it's just that city one in it. It's getting everyone patched up for that game. But the less league games we can have before the international break is, is the better for me. I mean, speaking of trends, just a quick one. I mean, how much money do you reckon Conor Bradley is <laughs> costing Trent Alexander Arnold in those contract negotiations? He's costing Real Madrid a bit of money because everyone's worried about him going to Real Madrid. I mean, I'm not worried. I don't know why everyone else is, but um. I can't believe how good he is. I just can't believe how. <laughs> I feel like that with a few players this season. Like every time um, someone steps up, whether it's Endo or Bradley, Fonza, even Gomez, everyone who just steps up just seems to be really good. Um, uh, part of me was thinking they're going to bring on someone yesterday and he's just going to score an hat trick and then he's going to be playing. Yeah, but against Jaden Dans comes on and starts doing <laughs> fucking like Cruyff turns in the middle of the park, setting up goals and that's like. It was a bit mad. It, it is a bit mad. Bobby Clark comes on, makes a yeah. nice few tackles, gets out of oh, um, pressure a couple of times. Was his foul? Yeah, it's like uh, he didn't even foul. Yes, he actually won the fucking ball. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, though, um, I, think I, I, I know a couple of Bolton fans, and they were saying last season that he was uh, he got to a point in the league where he was getting kind of he was like the most prominent attacker for Bolton, and he was the one who was being targeted. They literally just shut down. The right side just to stop Bradley. That's how good he got um, to a point. So obviously, I don't give them much up to the youth lads uh, as other people, but they must have had an idea who's going to be uh, as good as he is. And he's he's just absolute flying calls. He's one of them. Where same with Kwanzaa, you look in and he just doesn't like McQuanza now. No one even mentions that he's a youth player. He just plays a game, and everyone's just like, yeah, it's fine. No one even bats an eyelid that he's in a starting games for us in a title race, and it's it's just mad. It's funny, if you'd have said it to anyone in, in um, the summer, they'd have probably said, yeah, we've not bought a defender, that's why we're playing these, and we'll probably be six. But no, we've stopped the league with them, so... It, I don't know. The first you put in, you, you, you reap your rewards, don't you? Other clubs won't put the face that we do in, so... I mean, I, I put on Twitter before, I hope the next manager puts as much faith in the youth as Klopp does, because you see what you can get from it, and the money you save from it is just... And you also like it more, I think. I think the fans and everyone just get behind the youth player a bit more. It's a very Yada thing to say, isn't it? But I That's think everyone loves the youth player. Other than Chelsea, who like selling us. Yeah, Bradley. I mean, I think Liverpool and maybe Chelsea fans are, are, are probably the main ones that can speak on seeing a kind of prodigious fullback coming through and kind of looking like they're breaking the position. And we've already done that, and Bradley looks like he's doing it again, which is frightening. Yeah. Um, I mean, the positions he's picking up, he's ending up in like the number 10, 
and he just he just looks completely natural, completely at ease. One thing I look out for in young players is they, they kind of not like certain techniques, like they, they have a technique that they fall back on constantly and they're yeah, very yeah. good at it. This, those little dink in from like the edge of the 18 yard box, he loves a little dink cross in. Fucking on the money every single time, it feels like. It's honestly, he, he is looking special. Um, he kind he of is goes a in line very exciting you, player. He goes in line with a lot of people, kind of like, well, with the Trent whole debate of where he's Trent's best position, what we're doing with him, and now a new manager coming in throws that up into a new debate as well. But your your backup being him being your right back, if you did want to experiment with Trent in any way, you've got such a good backup option now. You don't need to go into the market and buy anyone. You literally have a ready-made replacement to step in. And I think if you said twenty-one next year, we're going to move Trent into midfield and start Bradley at right back. I don't think anyone would be. You know, concerned about Bradley, they might be concerned about Trent in midfield, but everyone would be concerned yeah. with him being that starting right back, which is which is high highest praise you could possibly give him. That that's that that that's my take on it. Is I'm more worried about Trent moving into midfield than I am Bradley standing yeah. right Like I'm 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 not too I'm not sold on Trent in midfield whatsoever. I think. Trends in midfield, you'd have to kind of accommodate like City do De Bruyne, you know, where they just give him yeah. like a completely free reign of that kind of right half space. Um, what do you think happens with Trent? I know it's a, it's a hard question to answer with not knowing who's going to come in as a new manager. Because I, 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 the thing is, if he was going to leave and go anywhere, I don't know where in Europe he'd go when they'd, they'd say to him, well, yeah, if you want to be a midfielder, you can be a midfielder here. You, you, you've got to think of the club's position as well with Bradley coming through now. Brad, five games, so... Yeah. You know, we, we've, we've got to throw that caveat in there. a sweet spot as well where you could probably keep Bradley consent for the next year or 18 months of being not a starter as well. Maybe being... You're going to be back up and with the amount of games we have, he'll play plenty of games. Um, but if Real Madrid were the one for Trent, Real Madrid aren't going to play Trent in midfield with the midfield they have. There's not a chance, no, no. so... So you'll, you'll replace it's more on, Yeah, so it's more on if he wants to be, you know, a midfielder, where is he going to go and be a midfielder? Because I don't see it being any top European club at the minute. Um, and... I just, I, I don't know. I think the way the club, I, I don't I, I don't know the way the club would look at it, but there's an argument that the club could look at it from the perspective of, okay, say in another year's time, and you know, Trent's deal is getting dangerous close. And the the club can just turn around and go, listen, we've got him yeah. there. You know, everybody knows how how good he is. So the club, in some way, have kind of got him over a battle as well. Not that the club, I don't think the club will undercut him. I think no, no. Um, it- it's but, more if he went to undercut the club, really. It's more if he, yeah, he went yeah. to yeah, bargain with, like, oh, I could go here. Well, they said, well, well, that's fine. We've got... And I love Tremley. I, I think probably one of his biggest um, supporters. Just I think he's just a, a special player. But there is a genuine question mark over what what you see with him going forward. Um, obviously, it's that. if Clot were he, maybe be a bit clearer. Obviously, it'll be a big one in the summer for a few different players. Um, but he's the one probably now you're looking at who's got the biggest question mark over 
he's future just as a footballer, never mind where he's going to be playing in terms of club, but just on the pitch as well. But Bradley coming in again just makes it ten times easy for us. So it yeah, is probably th- th- there's a lot of questions. I think, um, and again, it depends on who comes in. Obviously, Alonso's got experience with Grimaldo of the technical, but honestly, I think. Bradley resembles Grimaldo more than Trent does. Yeah. Even being honest, yeah, I mean, because Grimaldo as a player, it seems so much more agile and nimble than Trent is. Trent's more of a... It might be aesthetics, I don't know, but I do think Trent, dribbling-wise, is pretty deceptive, but at the same time, I don't think he's anywhere near as, as good as carrying the ball as we've seen from Bradley. Yeah, yeah. He's not a proper one of them. You can see him as well. Yeah, he can beat a man and then get past the man, but you don't see him kind of. Yeah, Robertson's a real buster goat trying to get past it, and he's down the wing in in a few seconds. Whereas Trent's never really been like that. But um, yeah, it is a it's an interesting one. But Trent Trent lets his man stand off him and then goes, "All right, you give me the space." Bing, there you go. Well, then he, you watch him play and he's that special that you think, my God, you, I can understand why a man is just like, yeah, i just got to get him on the pitch somehow because he is genuinely that good sometimes. Oh, it's, it's a hell of a position to be in, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it, it is a, I mean, you were saying in the group chat earlier, like, the new manager's got some squad and then on top of that, you'd imagine that we've got plenty of, of, of money there to yeah, spend, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think we need to sell Salah. I, 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 I'm still in the camp of not entertaining that in the slightest. Um, I thought, I think to we, be honest, yeah, I, I'd rather extend them than sell them, but that's just me. Yeah, I would as well. I don't see, again, it's another one where it's the way position now with, with the way European football is. I think Real Madrid are going to be off the market for any sort of big move in the summer after Mbappe. This is going to swallow up so much of a budget. You look at Bayern, um, and Harry Kane moving there, and you think, is it that good moving? I think Bayern, it's one of them. If you sell her, you don't win the Champions League. It's almost a bit like, well, what's the point? Um, Barcelona are in a, just a mess. And then you say, I don't think we'd sell to anyone in England. So you kind of you rule everything off the table. Almost. Yeah, I think the only pl- I, I think the only place Salah is going is Saudi. I, I think I don't think he ends up in Europe. He, he ends up extending at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't think he goes anywhere else in Europe. Um, but yeah, but I mean, Bradley, Quanta, um, I, I don't think I'm as high on him as everybody else is. Not to say I'm not high on him, but I, I just, yeah, I think the, the way he's adapted has been phenomenal. He's been very good. I don't think he can. It is his first, well, Proper season at anyway. Yeah, no, yeah. it, it, it's it's hard to it, it's it's hard to say to to not be kind of overjoyous over an academy product that's had the season he's had. You know what I mean? Without sounding harsh. Yeah. Um, I'd definitely be in the market for a, a potential start and centre back in the summer. I think you have um, to be. I think every every move we make has to be. I know we have obviously got Endo this season. Who, I, 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 I don't think Canate is reliable enough. Say that, but I think I think we what we do with him is we manage him quite well in terms of we we well, never we've got seen, to manage him. You've got you've got to manage him, but I think that's what I mean. If you've 
to say when Matip got injured, I my big worry was, well, you've got Gomez covering fullback and your other options, Kwanzaa. So you've kind of, to say, I, I was kind of worried it's going to fall into an injury crisis. Oh, Kwanzaa's going to be every game. But we've managed it um, exceptionally well to the fact that Kanati, I can't really remember last time he picked up a, an injury. Uh, he seems to be relatively there available every game. He's in the fucking warm-up on Sunday for Kanati. Jesus Van Dyke, Van Dyke's been kept bit and Kwanzaa's. Oh, don't, what are you saying? Stop. Stop. <laughs> what? Mate, what I say has no bearing on. Don't on, say on the, the quiet part out loud. Um, yeah, and Rodri's stayed fit as well, hasn't he? Uh, oh, yeah. Fit. De Bruyne is weirdly fit, isn't he? Oh, yeah. A Haaland <laughs> as well. Fuck, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Pep's got a good head of it. Oh, no. Yeah, I do that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think we've. I think. I would definitely sign a centre back. I was I was kind of hoping. January and double, we can do anything. Uh, I saw it was linked with Jonathan Tarr. I think that'd be a good sign. Again, like, when have we not been linked with Jonathan Tarr? I didn't even know he was still around. Jonathan, he he's, um, he's Leverkusen's captain, isn't he? We've <laughs> been linked with Jonathan Tarr since Rogers were here. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Remember Jonathan Tarr, Manuela Kanji, there was loads of them we were just kind oh of linked with constantly. But it was like 15 million, I think. He's got a release clause in the summer. So. I yeah, think that would be a nice um, little matter replacement, to be fair. Yeah, how old is he, though? I think you'd probably just want someone in that kind of bracket because we're going to have to talk about, not in probably the next year or so, but Van Dijk eventually. Oh, Van Dijk. So you'd probably want a nice little core of mid-20s. Or, um, he's 28. That's not too bad, is it? So he's, got a couple, he's got another few years. Yeah. And he's six for five. Which... I, I, I didn't really buy the get healing, to be honest, in midweek. I, I, oh, I no. I just kind of rolled my eyes at that. If it comes from Matt Law, I just don't believe it. Oh. Yeah, no. I, I, I wasn't really out on that. I'm not uh, too small. Too small for me. He, he says, I mean, I said I'd take in Capier as well, but I think I'd take in Capier more as like that kind of Alonso left back centre-back kind of hybrid thing. Um, just by all the Leverkusen players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I think that was a kind of point of not signing Leverkusen players. But if we don't hire Alonso, then we can sign Leverkusen players, can't we, again? So. I mean, we can still sign Tard. He's got a release clause. We can sign them all, really. No, nothing's stopping to sign them all. But, you know, we'll see. But, and um, I'm not I'm not going to think too far ahead into the summer yet with uh, the quadruple still on. <laughs> um, I mean, well we love on. the quadruple. Obviously, we've got a final against Chelsea on Sunday. Violin. You can't think of anything worse. What? <laughs> I can't think of anything. The more we get to it, I was saying this a few weeks ago, I just think the way Chelsea are as a football team is the worst possible team you want to play in a final. I want to know I want a ready-made. I know what they're going to turn up like, and the fact that I just have no idea what Chelsea are going to turn up is the most worrying part of it. You know what, Pochettino, and I, I, I understand. Obviously, um, we were pretty well. We just wiped the floor with them, didn't we? Um, yes. At Anfield, but Pochettino does tend to cook up some, some nice little, um, some nice little game. Tactics it's, against us. It's more than it's more what, what team is going to be available, and it? it's just that. Um, 
I don't know how you felt, but obviously I watched the game last week and I, I was always quite confident in Brentford. I always thought we'd, we'd beat them. I don't know why. Um, and then you watch and then I think, was it Jones who goes down first? And you're like, right, so that's another injury. <laughs> then Shaw goes down and then you're then you, right, okay, so that's another one. And you see you getting stretched off, you think, well, that season done. And then we get in at half time and Nunes doesn't come back out. You think you're wet, so that's another one. And then <laughs> for some reason... Wait, Alison went back in training on Thursday. And on Friday, his hamstring went. So, yeah, by, by Friday afternoon, I was pretty much on my knees and just thinking, oh, my God. But there you go. It's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, Chelsea is just kind of on a blind thing. Like, it's, it's kind of like Chelsea lose. They're not really asked. They win. I, think, I still think they're, they're happy, but at the same time, it's just like... <laughs> um, just have that horrible knack of winning trophies, don't they, as a football team, which is Yeah, on the bright side though, Mauricio Pochettino doesn't. No, he doesn't know. He was the I bigger mean, uh, evil though, he was Chelsea winning trophies Pochettino loses. That's the right side. But yeah, I mean they are players that tend to have a bit of a jolly up against us. Enzo Fernandez, it was lovely seeing him just kind of get over on Anfield. Hopefully he doesn't have the freedom of Wembley. Um, on Sunday, Nicholas Jackson. I thought Nicholas Jackson played well against us at all. Um, all Trafford well against against to be honest. Bridge. I, he's a good player. He's like Nunez, isn't he? But I think there's a lot less upside. Yeah, I think he's the worst, worst version of Nunez. But yeah, yeah. You can just see with that with, they've got players like Palmer, Jackson, um, Mudrick, Sterling, who can just on the day be a real handful. And with the way we play, you can see them running at us on the break, and that is it. It's quite a work workhorse midfield, really. That they've got as a midfield three. Uh, Gallagher won't stop running. I said, will probably don't be sent off, but won't be. It'll be interesting to see who gets the first yellow card out of him and Endo on Sunday, because they both will get one at some point. Um, and then at the back, they've got Nortiago Silva, which has made them just look better. Just him not being there. Yeah. Whether he throws him back in for the final, if he is fit, I don't know. But it will be interesting because you look at the team and it is very meh. But at the same time, it's they've just got players who if they turn up, they can make it really difficult for you. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, it's just a big unknown with them, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I um, I hope we beat them. Oh yeah, <laughs> I hope we beat them. <laughs> nice, nice and comfortable, please. But if um, if Nunes and Salah are both fit, are you playing them both or? I just don't see why you why you wouldn't really. Don't see why you wouldn't. I know Salah. You would prioritize Salah. Yeah, I mean you could do that. I don't think Nunes is ever. Um, if I'm being honest, I don't think he's ever a great sub. To be honest. Yeah, um, I agree with that. On like kind of hypothetically, isn't it? Yeah, you think in your head, you think, oh, what a sub to have. But I think it, it works better kind of having him on for six, see if he can, and then bringing Gakpo on. Or it probably will be Gakpo for the last, um, hopefully, just half an hour because the idea of it going to extra time is awful. But, uh, oh, you had to go to extra time, don't you? Bullshit. That's oh, my memory. Yeah, well, you, you, I think 
to be honest, I wouldn't put it beyond Klopp to kind of play for 90 minutes. Like, if it's nil-nil or one all by the 80th, kind of just... Kamikaze. Well, we did that against Arsenal, didn't we? It was like, yeah, we don't want this to go to fucking a replay, so let's just throw everything at it and fuck it if we win, we win, and we won. Um, The good thing the League Cup final is it's... Obviously, you would love to win it, but it's not a bad one to lose, is it? In 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 the grand scheme of things, it's... no, I don't, I don't think it'll be a big blow either. I I, I, th- I think losing to Luton, losing to Forest, is a big blow. I think the big thing would have been if we'd have drawn this game midweek and then lost, it would have felt like the season's come crashing down. That's what that I was be... thinking. That's yeah. why I didn't want to lose as well against Luton. Yeah. Was we lose this? We lose on Sunday. That's it. Beating Luton now gives you a little more, a bit more breathing room to kind of. And and anyone can lose the League Cup final to be fair as well, especially against the Chelsea team. They've just gone to City and drawn. Obviously, City have beaten the season. We we drew them at Stamford Bridge. It it can happen in the final. And there is mitigation with injuries as well. Um, And I don't think Fox, the sort of manager, would let his effect us long term anyway. But yeah, you'd love to win it just to have that trophy. Hopefully, they do. I've got confidence they will. It's just I hope they have a few more back for Sunday. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we win it, we've got a got a pot in the cabinet. We were going into the season, I I called us finishing fucking fifth. That went well. Um, so I'm, I'm happy it went well. <laughs> but I genuinely don't think we were finishing outside. I, I forget if we even put in the top four. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I, I backed us to win the league if anyone was back to that one. So <laughs> you did, didn't you? And we laughed at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so I mean to have a pot in the in the cabinet and to be top of the league going into March. Also means you can bin off the FA Cup later, really, don't it? If you've got that in the bag as well. Yeah. Not that I, you want it, but if you get like United away then actually yeah, not I, scratch that. I don't want to lose United away. You get like um someone else away who's half decent, you can just kind of go out. Yeah. Like, maybe I, not Newcastle. Villa. Maybe I, Villa. Out of it. This... <laughs> yeah. out. I'm, I'm, I'm going through me. I don't like decent teams. I'm like, no, nah, I don't like them. I don't like them either. Newcastle or United. So actually, it probably just messed up winning it. Yeah, can't... let's fuck it. Let's just win it. I've decided that yeah. we're winning it now. Yeah, we'll win it instead. Yeah, let's just put our minds to it and win it. Um, but yeah. You you would imagine the FA Cup. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't shock me if we went out to Southampton. Like, I think we're just gonna. I think you'll see a lot of kids in that lineup. Um, I think that if you look at Southampton, they'll have a quite intense title race themselves. Well, promotion race, but, uh, um, just lost last midweek, and they've got a few midweeks around it. So I think there's a big chance they'll rest players as well. So I think we'll just end up going through just on the Anfield factor. I think if we're away from home, it would be more more chance but I think we'll get through I hope we do just because I don't want that Evan game oh fuck hell yeah yeah I thought you did not they're all cost even though they're threatened with the relegation this season it's just what was that sorry you were completely muffled sorry imagine that stadium if we could go there and win the league at Goodison imagine how I did react yeah, but Blaine, me nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Not thinking about me nerves. I tried my best. 
think about the nerves. Um, right, anyway, have we got any score predictions for the final? Oh, yeah, forgot about that. Um, I'll go 2 0. 2 0. Goal scorer? Um, he loves the goal at Wembley, actually. I'll go with Canati. Love to see another photo of him with the little thing on his head. Oh, no, that's oh, the yeah. FB Cup, isn't it? Well, we can get one. We can make one. Um, I'm going to go... I'm getting kind of a City semi-final vibe. Maybe that's because I'm not going. And that's the last time I didn't yeah, well, go. Yeah, could be in a better place. Good job for me to watch it. Where's, the, where's that place? Well, you know, in, in person with... You know, pretty much all of the uh, Sockred podcast guys over there, Matt. But he'll be there in spirit. We'll get a picture. He'll be there in spirit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go 3-1. And I'm going to go Diaz, actually. Oh. I'm going 3-1 Diaz. Right. Anyway, that's been our little review, preview, kind of catch-up we couldn't record last week because problems um so yeah the vibes the vibes are high hopefully the higher come next week and um and yeah i guess we'll see you on the other side goodbye